ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode three of the Q Review, your one-stop shop for everything Quebec Major Junior Hockey League and the unofficial podcast of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. I'm here with my co-host, Theo Iatru. Theo, how's it going today, man? Can't complain. Can't complain, Chris. How about you? I'm doing all right. Found out my dad's coming home from out west in a little bit. He took on his dream job of trucking out west, and he's in Ontario now, and he's coming home soon. Shout out to dad for following his dream and making it work out west. Shout out Tracy's dad. What's going on? All right. Did you get it up to anything exciting or... Nope, nope, nothing at all. Um, this why the podcast is a little delayed. We've been up to schoolwork and we've been busy with uh, also uh, our outside jobs. But yeah, no, nothing really exciting. I tuned into the eventful Mooseheads home opener the other day against Cape Breton. Mm-hmm. Great game. Crowd was loud. It was a great time. All right, let's talk about Quebec Major Junior Hockey League news. Lots has happened in the last. Was it been seven, eight days? Yeah, it's been a, something it's, like that. It's been a busy week for the queue. So first thing we need to talk about is the Quebec Major Junior League has announced some new measures to prevent problematic behaviors around the league, things like sexual harassment and anti-doping and things like that. So they kept most of their procedures in place, like the player support systems, Talk Today program, which is a mental health and suicide prevention program, code of civility and code of ethics. And they also have brought in their intervention procedure. Basically, the league wants to know as soon as possible if something happens in any of those areas. And it also says there's an independent committee already appointed by the league to address these issues. Um, Some of those guys include Francois Bernier, who's a former police officer. Uh, You also have Francois Boisvert, who's a specialized educator. And Simon Gagné, former QMJHL player, lawyer at Lavery and DeBilly. And also Isabelle Leclerc is one of those individuals responsible for sport excellence. And she's also the head coach of the Carabanda University of Montreal. And it also mentions in here that if the victim doesn't want to file a complaint with the police, they can have the director of player services, Natasha Lorenz, will be the main point of contact. She'll bring the issue to the league. Basically just telling fans that they are dealing with these issues, and I think that's pretty important for them to release, especially with stuff like the 2003 and 2018 World Juniors that have come out recently. I think it's good that the Q has released those statements to the public to know that they are, in fact, drawn to these issues. This is a huge step for the Q. Yeah, for sure. I think it's it's important that everyone knows that. Yeah. Um, also on our agenda here, we have some posts, some rescheduled games due to Hurricane Fiona. Hurricane Fiona affecting a lot of the Maritimes. And before we start that, I'd like to send our thoughts and prayers to anyone in the state of Florida who is affected by Hurricane Ian. Hurricane Ian, huge hurricane down in the States. And believe it or not, 3% of our listeners are from the United States. So any of you guys listening, thoughts and prayers are with you guys down in Florida. So there's a few games like uh, we have Halifax and Cape Breton, September 30th, St. John, Charlottetown, September 30th. Those are the closest games. The rest of them are in the second half of the season. So we will touch on those when we get to them. 
next thing, Jacob Melanson was suspended by the NHL f- for two games for an illegal check to the head of James Hamblin. If you want to see the video, it was a pretty dirty hit. Um, pretty well blindsided elbow. That'll get you a suspension every time. Oh, yeah, that was, uh, we saw that in school, and we were like, what the hell is that? <laughs> Especially in preseason. You don't see that a whole lot, but... Um, Oh, yeah, that was a crazy hit. And if you want to see the video, it's on our Instagram. Uh, links in the post about Jacob Melanson. Um, Jacob Melanson, Seattle Kraken prospect. Great player for the Academy Bathurst C10. And believe it or not, I was looking into it, and apparently he's not suspended by the Q, so he played the other night. So oh. I, I would have thought that would have translated over, right. but how I guess. Many, how many did he get suspended for in the preseason? It, it was a two-game suspension. I don't know if he... Oh, okay. Served any of those yeah, yet, yeah. but he definitely played the other night against Moncton. Yeah. Uh, Yuri Kulich, who was the third overall pick in the import draft by Cape Breton and also 28th overall pick by Buffalo this past summer. He's decided to play in the NHL with the Rochester Americans this season. I didn't know that happened until I went to the Mooseheads Cape Breton game expecting to see Yuri Kulich, and I didn't see him, so I did some research, and he will be playing in the American Hockey League this year. We have two trades to announce. Uh, defenseman Antoine Desrochers goes from Victoriaville to Chicoutimi for a 12th round pick in 2023. Desrochers had 12 points in 61 games, and he will be one of the 20-year-olds for the Chicoutimi Saganines this year. And Stefan Huard Jr. goes from Sherbrooke to Halifax for a 6th round pick in 2023 and a 14th round pick in 2025. Uh, who our junior had 46 points in 66 games on a loaded Sherbrooke roster last year. G or what's we got here? Willie Palov of the Red Line Report said the move was basically to fill in for Zach LaRue, who was announced out six to eight weeks after that injury in Nashville Predators training camp. So big move by GM Cam Russell to try and solidify that top six for the time being. And he's a guy that could definitely slide down onto that third line possibly. What a huge loss, though, by the Mooseheads, though. I know you, it's pretty hard to fill in for Zach Leroux, but, um, yeah, that's a huge loss. What, what was his injury again? Uh, I, I'm not I 100%. Want, I don't want to fact check you on this. But. I'm not 100% sure. I want to say it was hip. I remember yeah. reading an article about that. And I did hear he went back to do rehab in Quebec, so oh, okay. he's not even in Halifax right now. Oh, okay. But, yeah, I honestly wonder why they bother doing seven preseason games in the NHL because that just seems like a lot. Yeah, like I, I feel like they should know that these guys, like future kind of like, especially with the injuries, like they can get in a lot of like trouble with all that. It should be at least like four or four games. I would say is the max for preseason, not seven. Seven seems like a little high. Well, not even even suspension wise, like Jacob Melanson getting suspended. Oh, yeah, that too. Like, I, I don't know. Those guys are getting injured. And, like, you look at the Leafs, too. Like, the Leafs, they lost two defensemen in a game. They had to put Marner and Youngcroc yeah. back there. So, I don't I don't know. I think they could definitely make it a little shorter. Yeah. And it wouldn't hurt anything. No. Because you have your scrimmages within training camp. Yeah. And I feel like the fans just want to get the regular season started. Oh, I know I do. Yeah, everybody does. <laughs> I really want the season to get going oh, here. yeah. But luckily, we have QMJHL hockey that we can watch. <laughs> so we have, looking back at our games last week, highly touted pick Gabriel Dagla wins his first game of his QMJHL career. Dagla was drafted second overall by the Victoriaville Tigra. 
Uh, he doesn't turn 16 until next month, I read earlier today. He had one goal against, made 18 saves against Bay Camo in a 4-1 win. He got scored on about six or seven minutes into the game, which would normally phase a young goalie, but he shut the door right away. He seemed very calm in the net for all of his saves. And usually when you see newer goalies in the queue, they'll be like swimming around in the net. See them diving all over the place, trying to make some stick saves and stuff like that. But he was calm, cool, and collected. So I liked what I saw out of Gabriel Dagla in his first game. We also got to be treated to two of the top teams in the Quebec Major Junior League playing already this weekend with the Quebec Rampart beating Gatineau in overtime 3-2, and then the next game, 3-1 Gatineau. In the first game, Theo Rochette was named the first star, scoring the winner 1-13 into overtime. Rampart goals were also scored by Nathan Gocher and Pierre-Olivier Waugh, and Gatineau's goals were scored by Cole Cormier and Antoine Michaud. And in the 3-1 game, Zach Dean was named first star with the game-winning goal and an assist for the Olympique. Cristiano Spadafora and Isaac Beliveau had an empty net goal for Gatineau, while Nathan Gocher scored for the Ramparts again. This was a chippy game. Lots of shoving and pushing after the whistles, lots of chirping. And luckily, we get to see these teams play three more times, and this could be a potential finals matchup. I was just about to say that. That would be a crazy matchup. Just um, two powerhouse of teams, absolute wagons. Um, but even you see the young guys, like you said, Zach Dean, um, stepping up too with Gatineau, which is pretty cool to see. I believe in the last episode I said Zach Dean was possibly going to be one of the leading scorers. Yeah, so Good call. Good, good call. call so far. I mean, it's only early, but we'll see good what call. happens here. Uh, the Maritime Division finally got some games underway. There was that one with Bathurst and... St. John, but now we actually have some games. Mooseheads opened their season at home against Cape Breton. Marcus Vitacek was the hero, 322 into overtime, off an odd penalty to Eagles defenseman and captain Jeremy Langlaw. Uh, it was called a covering the puck penalty, and if anyone saw it, basically the puck hit the post and went up in the air, and Langlaw caught it with his glove and threw it all the way to the red line, and I'm not sure what he was thinking because the referee was standing right there behind the net. But maybe he thought it was not going to get called. I don't know. It's... But, he, but he thought he was invincible on the ice. I don't know, I don't know what he was thinking there. But and that could have been like the stupidest play I ever seen in the queue. But uh, uh, it wasn't a good luck. And it was not. A good Kate Breton had that game. They they definitely could have won it. Halifax played a little sloppy, but overall they won five four in overtime. Jordan Dume had three assists, and it turned out that at three a.m. he got back that night after coming home from Columbus training camp. So he got home at 3 a.m. and played the game that night. Clearly didn't phase him with three assists. Attila Biasca had a goal and an assist to be named first star, while Zach Gravel, in his Eagles debut, had two goals to be named the third star. First overall pick, Thomas Lavois, went minus three in his Q debut, which was funny because a guy talked to me the other day, and he said, yeah, Thomas Lavois, he looked really, really good in his first game. And I said... <laughs> Yeah, minus three. He, he had a good game. He did get a lot of ice time, though. He did get, and that's what I was just about to say, is ice time. So. Lots of ice time. I think he was on the penalty kill quite a bit, too. So, And just to spite Theo, because I don't know if you guys saw in our Maritime Division predictions, Theo seemed to think the St. John Sea Dogs were going to finish way higher than the Moncton Wildcats, and the Moncton Wildcats beat St. John 4-1. to one. Jan Loshing, goal and two assists. Etienne Morin, Vincent LaBelle, and Maxim Barbashev scored the other goals while 
Cole Burbage, Annapolis Valley boy, scored his first QMJHL goal for the Sea Dogs. Vincent Filion, 28 saves, while Ventislav Shingarov made 31 saves for the Sea Dogs. Just wanted to call that out because it's early in the season, but Mugton absolutely waxed St. John in their banner raising. You, you just said it. it's early in the season. I don't know what you guys are all. About. They were all over them. I, I okay. You know what? Moncton, Let us know what you guys think, guys. Moncton and St. John, who you think is going to finish higher. We will put a poll on our Instagram, and we'll let you guys see what you think. No, no, we're St. John's just pulling the Montreal Canadiens right now. They had a shaky start last year, coming back stronger than ever. With <laughs> they're going to get a new coach, um, and then they're they're going to be up above Moncton because Moncton's just Moncton. I wasn't going to include that game, but I had to call you. That, hey, no, I that, thought that no, was that's, hilarious. That's, I burst out laughing when I saw that. That's fair. It's one game. We'll, we'll see next game. We'll put bets on it. Me and you, Chris. We'll all, right, all right. Anyway, QMJHL Team of the Week was announced. Jonathan Foshaw from Blainville, four goals and two assists in two games. Justin Gill from Sherbrooke, uh, four goals, one assist in two games. Maxim Massé, the rookie for Chicoutimi, uh, three goals, one assist. Uh, on defense is Mikhail Diot from Drummondville, one goal, one assist in two games. Zachary Cardinal from Blainville, three assists in two games, and Riley Mercer, brother of Dawson Mercer from the Drummondville Voltageur, two wins, 1.5 goals against average, 957 save percentage, and a shutout to go with. And your QMJHL Player of the Week, Jonathan Fauchon, two shorthanded goals against Ramuski on two shots on goal, and then the very next game had his first four-point outing of his QMJHL career against the Oceanic. Three teams make the CHL top ten rankings this week, while the Mooseheads got an honorable mention. Gatineau's in sixth. Sherbrooke jumped all the way from ninth to fourth in the week, and the Quebec Ramparts remain in second place. So Theo and I decided to pick our own QMJHL player of the week. Theo, who did you decide to go with this week? Um, as we mentioned before, I, I picked Zach Dean. Uh, first star, as you mentioned, uh, 19 years old, having a great start. Two, one goal, one assist, um, and I think he's going to be an absolute powerhouse this year. And yeah, that's who I pick. So I went with Francesco Lapena, led the Charlottetown Islanders to the finals last year, made 45 saves to beat the star-studded Acadie Bathurst T10 in overtime 2-1. to one. Bathurst had players back from NHL camps like Riley Kidney, Jacob Melanson, and Jan Bednar. So in my opinion, I thought it was going to be a blowout for Bathurst, but Lapena kept them in at the whole game, so he is my QMJHL Player of the Week. Beauty. And last announcement for the weekly news, we have the CHL TV game of the week will be Halifax as they visit Charlottetown at 7 p.m. Atlantic. For you guys that don't know, CHL TV is basically a paid subscription and you can pick either all of the CHL, Western Hockey League, Ontario Hockey League, Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, or you can pick separate leagues and get subscriptions to that or just pay by game. But the CHL TV game of the week is absolutely free. You can stream it on CHL TV, either on your smart TV, computer, or mobile device. So now, like we promised, we are going to do the QMJHL East Division preview, starting with the Baycomo Dracar. They finished fourth in the East Division last year and lost to Sherbrooke three games to one in round one. Uh, they picked up Matt McDonald from Cape Breton, Zach Lassard from Ramuski. 
Philip Bordages from Shawinigan and Guillaume Legault from Victoriaville. And they pick up a very, very good prospect in Justin Poirier. Justin Poirier, his brother Jeremy, playing for the Memorial Cup winning St. John's Sea Dogs. He's one of my players to watch this season. He has four goals in his first four games. And he had 33 goals in U18 with Chateaugay. So he's he can score at every level. And I think he's going to be a great player for this team. Um, I also have their two import players, Nick Svenenko, who is the first overall pick in 2021 for the CHO import draft. 40 points last year, 62 games as a defenseman. Also led Team Latvia to their first ever round-robin win at the 2022 World Juniors. And then Matthias Malofsky, ninth overall pick in this past CHL import draft. 30 points in 26 games in the Czechia U-20 league. I'm looking at those guys to produce for this team. And I think they're going to be key parts in this. They're, they're going to be a pretty young team, I think. Um, they had a couple high draft picks. Justin Poirier, like we mentioned, Julian Lanthier. Uh, so I think they're going to be a young team, but they're going to be exciting to watch. They're 3-1 and one in their first four games, I believe, when I looked on. So I think they're off to a good start, and I think it'll just continue for those guys. Yeah. Um, I got um, Justin Poirier, as you mentioned, five points, four games. Um, Xavier Fortin, 52 points in 59 games last season. Uh, having a good start with four points in four games uh, as of now, as recorded. And Matt McDonald, local guy, four points in four games. Um, hasn't really had a good chance to prove himself with Cape Breton. I think he got a little, like, I think he should have stayed with Cape Breton. I don't know what they were doing there, but I think Bay Camo is a really good chance for him to do well because it's a young team, as you mentioned. And yeah. He'll get a lot more yeah, ice time than he did in Cape Breton. Time. Yeah. Next up, we have the Chicoutimi Saganines, third in the East Division last year. Lost to the Quebec Ramparts in a three game sweep. In round one, uh, I should mention the 12th overall pick, Sasha Boisvert, decided to take the college route and play in the USHL. Boisvert was picked 12th overall in this past QMJHL draft. Uh, they pick up some veterans like Zach Waugh, Chad Arsenault. They also pick up Marc-Andre Gaudet, Charles-Antoine Lavallee, and Carter Ansoms while trading away Sergei Litvinov, Jake Todd, Will Allen, Julian Hibbert, and... Jeremy Louchard. Uh, one of the guys I'm looking for for this team is Maxim Massé. Third, third overall pick was just named to the QMJHL Team of the Week. Three goals in four games so far this season. He's another guy that can score at every level. So I'm looking for him to produce big time on this Chikudemi team. He'll get lots of ice time too because they're a pretty young team. They had four first-round picks this year. Yeah. So they're they're trying to pull a Gatineau and go back on the upswing also looking at mark andre Gadet from bathurst uh just drafted by the st louis blues fifth round pick 38 points in 68 games last year with the acne bathurst titan who had a pretty loaded blue line so he's about to turn 19 brought in as a veteran and if i'm not mistaken he was named an assistant captain as soon as he came in so he's going to be looked up as a leader for this young chikudami team He'll be asked to eat up a lot of minutes, much more than he's used to in Bathurst. And then I'm also looking at Charles-Antoine Lavallee from Shawinigan. 18-9-0 record, 240 goals against average, and 9-12 save percentage. He split starts with Antoine Colombe of 
the President Cup winning Schwinnigan Cataracts backed up in the playoffs, but he's going to have a much heavier workload. I think he's the clear number one here, and he's going to face a lot more shots than he's used to since that Schwinnigan team was pretty They're pretty nasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, clearly they won the President Cup. They, But I think he'll have a lot more of a workload. I think I saw there was three or four rookies on that Saganine's blue line. Um, what I have, uh, I got Jacob Newcomb. Uh, he actually had a pretty good, uh, start last year. I, I, I don't know if I'm a hundred percent correct, but I think he got a hat trick his first game, but I could be wrong. Uh, he had 30 point, 36 points last season. And also, like you mentioned, this young team. So for, uh, first pick on Shikunami Sh- was Jeremy Laro. uh, 27 points in 15 games with, uh, Stansted College. Yeah. With Shikunami, it's going to be a. It might be a long year, but it's it's kind of like uh, Valador, like with the what we were talking about last podcast. Like, it's exciting to see because they have got such young talent. But yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a long one. Lots of young guys, yeah. lots of first round picks. I even see a couple seconds on my notes here. Yeah. So they'll be good in a few years. Okay. They'll be a wagon in two or three years. Next up, we go on to the Quebec Ramparts, first in the East Division and the QMJHL last year. Absolute wagon, but lost three games to two in round three to the eventual winner, Shawinigan Cataracts. Like I said, absolute wagon. It's looking that way again this year. Uh, Players I'm looking at, Frentisek Razon. He was Quebec's first import pick this season out of Slovakia. Three points in four games so far this season. He'll benefit from this stacked Ramparts forward group. Not sure he's going to play. Might play some top six. Definitely third line for sure. Draft eligible this season for the NHL. Smaller forward, but I think he has potential to be dangerous this season. Theo Rochette, I think that's an easy one. 99 points in 66 games last year. He was invited to Philadelphia Flyers training camp this year. Toronto's the year before. Former seventh overall pick. I would consider him a bit of a late bloomer, but... Finally found his scoring touches and become one of the top playmakers in the league. I think it's only a matter of time before he signs a deal, honestly, because you're invited to two NHL camps. Someone someone sees something in you. Yeah. Uh, it's, he, he's got a wonderful name, too. I think that's why he's so good. <laughs> Theo Roche. <laughs> that was a good draft, man. The Saganines drafted him and Hendricks Lapierre. Yeah, that's crazy picks. I thought they were going to be good like yeah. together. but well, Yeah, Rochette, late bloomer, but... We've seen some late bloomers in the queue before. Drake Batherson was one of them. He got off to a tough start, but he eventually picked it up, and now he's starring with the Ottawa Senators. So, yeah. uh, Zach Bolduke's my last player I'm watching. 55 goals, 99 points in 65 games last year. First-round pick of the Blues in 2021. Likely his last QMJHL season, and I'm looking for him to be one of the most dynamic scorers this season. Possible MVP candidate. I'd say this is the last year that Quebec goes on a run because – You've got Rochette leaving. Bull Duke's going to leave. You've got quite a few guys that are signed to contracts. And, you know, once they usually don't return for their 20-year-old season if they sign contracts. Yeah, it's kind of like a make-it-or-break-it kind of year for them. But I think they should I, – I this might be a hot take, but I think they should win it all this year. Um, they definitely have the skill to do yeah. so. Um, what I have, I have James Malatesta. Uh, I could be butchering his last name, but I think it's Malatesta. Malatesta. There we go. Um, fifty-three points last season, eight points last playoff. Big body, huge hitter. Um, I was watching his highlight tape too, and he's got a hell of a shot. Uh, Mikhail Huchet, I think that's his last name. Could be butchering that also. 
Um, 33 points last season, 11 points this year, uh, the year before. Um, I, I forget the team he was on the year before, um, but uh, that just proved, I think he's just climbing his way up this year, so I think he should have more than 33 points. And uh, William Rousseau, 953 save percentage last season, and really has a good chance to prove himself, even with this wagon of a team. Um, he's got and, a great team yeah. in front of him, and especially because it's his first year, isn't it? As a starter, I think possibly could, could you might have check. might have to stack check, I think, but because I think he only had thirty six games last season he played, could be wrong. Uh, so he did, either either he definitely or, split. Yeah, either or I think he he has a good chance to prove himself. Yeah, and last but not least, we have the Rabuski Oceanic Sid the Kid's former team, and now that I'm looking. Will Rousseau, yeah, 32 games. So this is definitely his net this year. Pretty sure he started all the games so far. So anyway, back to Ramuski. Second in the East Division last year. Lost three games to one to Quebec in round two. Spencer Gill's a guy I'm looking at. Fifth overall pick in the draft last year. No points so far through four games, but he's more of a defensive guy. Anywho, lots of hype around him coming into the draft into the season. His brother Dylan plays for Rwanda Miranda. Being a high pick, he's going to play a lot of minutes on this blue line. Patrick Hammerla, the goaltender for the Ramuski Oceanics, 17-19-0 record. 294 goals against an 885 save percentage. Former second-round import pick after being drafted by the Carolina Hurricanes in the third round in 2021. I think he's going to bounce back after a mediocre season. It's not often those picks coming from Europe don't end up being like half successful. Frederick Brunette is my last guy that I'm looking for. 12 goals, 34 assists, 46 games. Really popped off after a couple slow seasons to start his career. Boston Bruins took notice as they drafted him in the fifth round last summer. He's going to lead this blue line, be counted on special teams. He's going to be a minute eater. He's going to play at least 20, 25 a game, at least. Uh, yeah, with Ramuski, I we've been seeing all this hype before the season started, but now that they're on four, I don't know. I, I'm, we might be second guessing ourselves, but I, I think they should be fine. Um, I don't think they're going to be that good, but I don't think they're going to be that bad at the same time. Uh, but players I'm wa- watching is Xavier Fillon, uh, 33 points last season, uh, and Luca Vero, 56 points last season. And as a vet, I think he should step up. Um, with a bunch of the young guys this season too. So second on the team in scoring last yeah, year. Not a big deal. He can only go up, right? Only go up. Can only go up. I can only go up. All right, we're gonna reveal our. Oh, do you have one more? No, I was just gonna say uh, Quinn Kennedy, the ninth overall pick. He, he's uh, from here also, so he, he should be having a good year. All right, we're gonna reveal our standings, Theo. What do you got? All right. This could be controversial again, but I, I don't think so in my mind. Uh, but, of course, I got Quebec. Absolute wagon. I think they're going to win the Mem Cup this year, maybe even. Uh, two, Bay Camo have, has having a hell of a start. Um, and then I got Ramuski. Um, that might, since they're 0-4. Well, Shakutami's 0-4 also, but I think they should be a little ahead of them. And, yeah, Shakutami last. I'm pretty sure I had the exact same one. Well, I think there you go. Quebec, I think, is going to be an absolute wagon. I like Bay Camo's youth, and their imports are much better than a lot of the teams in the league. I like Ramuski. I'm just not quite confident that the goaltending's there. Yeah. 
They could turn it around. Though. They could turn it around, but the goaltending is a bit of a question mark. As long as Hammerla bounces back like I predicted, I think they'll be just fine. Uh, it should be noted, Ramuski also got Yen Sprynar in the import draft, who's supposed to be very good for Ramuski. So I've got Ramuski third and Chikudami last as well. They've got lots of young talent. They're going to be great, but I don't see them competing as high in this division Brand new to the Q review, we're going to play a game called Where Did They Play? The NHL has lots of great QMJHL alumni, so what's going to happen is Theo and I are going to name a player for each other, and we have to guess which QMJHL team they played for. So, Theo, if you're ready. You, you go first. You, you want me to go yeah, first? No, I'll, I'll okay, because I got five and you got four. Okay. Right? Okay. Maxime Comtois. He's going to be flaming me for this in the comments. Uh, did he play for one team, did you say? Two teams. Two teams. If you get one of them right, I'll give it to you. Was one of them Quebec? Nope. Shit. Was one of them a maritime team? Nope. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm going to be guessing here. I should know this too. It's embarrassing. It's pretty recent. It's pretty. I know. That's what I mean. So I figured you'd get it right away. Pass. Pass on that one. So Maxime Comtois played for Victoriaville and Drummondville. Oh my god. It's awful. Your go. Yeah. Oh, I'm. Oh, yeah. We'll go back back and forth. forth. All right. All right. Yeah, we'll Um, go back and forth. Philip Deneau. Victoriaville. Oh, easy, okay. easy. I, I thought, How I thought, are you? I thought you weren't gonna get that one. Oh for sure. no, that's good. That's a good one though. Yeah. All right, Connor Garland. Oh, Moncton. Oh, good man. Yeah. I figure. Yeah, I would hope you yeah, got that yeah, one. Yeah, I know. I, I, I'm not. I, come on, guys. Give me some, <laughs> give me some respect here. Um, um, Alexander Rajulov. Quebec. Okay. Quebec. Man, okay. Come on, man. Who do you take me for? All right, all right, all right. Chris Letang. Chris Letang. Oh. You were talking about them this episode. You were saying. Saying what? You were talking about the team, how you like what they're doing, but they're not quite there. In the East Division? No. West Division. Oh, uh, Valdor. Yep. Yeah. Chris Letang, oh, Valdor alumni. Right on. Right on. Right on. Um, Who you got for um, me next? Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, you got a hard one for me this time? You got a hard one? Jean-Gabriel Pajot. Gatineau. And Chikutami. He played with my cousin in Gatineau, so he, that was an easy one. This is this is. Stupid. <laughs> I don't like this. Thomas Chabot. St. John. St. John. St. John. Good, good. And I got one more for you. All right. Jake Allen. Oh my God! And you said two teams, right? For Jake it's Allen. three. Three. Yeah, and they're oh, all not. They're really? all not in the league. They're all not in the league. Not a, yeah. They used. Oh, so PEI Rocket was one of them. No. Oh, what? No, not PEI Rocket. I don't know. One of them's not in Canada. One of them's not in Canada. There used to be one American team in the league. No idea. All right. Jake Allen played for the St. John's Fog Devils. Oh, 
Okay, yeah. I, the Montreal Juniors I, no. and the Lewiston Maniacs. Maybe. Oh, no, he didn't play for Lewiston, sorry. He played for Drummondville for one season. Yeah, maybe I got I him should, mixed up with Bernier. Maybe I should have known about that American fact, but I had no idea. Do a little research. Yeah, you got to do some research. All, All right. right. We'll get him next time. We'll get him next time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, if you liked that game we just played, feel free to let us know. If you have any other ideas for things we can do, challenges on the podcast, Give us a shout on our Instagram at the Q Review or Q Review underscore pod or on our Twitter, Q Review underscore pod as well. Next week, we will talk about the final division in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, the Central Division. Follow us on Instagram, Q Review underscore pod, and Twitter, Q Review underscore pod. Your one stop shop for everything Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, the unofficial podcast of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next week.